be sure to visit Aaron on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like and share your favorite episodes, which are now available on all podcast platforms, including the Charisma Podcast Network. And consider becoming a financial partner by supporting this ministry. Visit AaronRios.com for more details. What you're going to find is most of the influence around you distorts reality. It builds up a false expectation. Think about social media. It builds up an expectation of what life could be like or should be like. And then maybe you go after it and you find that it fails to deliver. Snapchat, TikTok, it gives you a glance for just a moment of an unhappy, depressed person uh, playing it out like they really happy. A false reality for only a moment. And then what we do is we spend our life trying to shape ourselves around a photo or a post that presented a false narrative. Welcome to Press On with your host, Aaron Rios. We pray you are enriched, encouraged, and inspired to run the race and to press on towards the cause of Christ. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Press On. Let's talk about managing expectations. I'll be looking at Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. It says, See to it, brothers, that none of you has a wicked heart of unbelief that turns away from the living God. But exhort one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly to the end the assurance we had at first. It was the fruit of my labor, the culmination of years of music making, the dream come true, and it wasn't what I expected. Have you ever built your hope or dreams around a person or an item, a vision, a business, a particular time of year like Christmas or birthday, only discover that it wasn't what you expected? I was thinking about this past Christmas. Maybe some of you received a gift that you really, really wanted. And then once you got it, you find out it's really not what you wanted or what you thought it would be. And it it only satisfied for a moment. Do you find reality to be far different than what you expected? What you're going to find is most of the influence around you distorts reality. It builds up a false expectation. Think uh, Think about social media. It builds up an expectation of what life could be like or should be like. And then maybe you go after it and you find that it fails to deliver. Snapchat, TikTok, it gives you a glance for just a moment of an unhappy, depressed person uh, playing it out like they really happy, a false reality for only a moment. And then what we do is we spend our life trying to shape ourselves around a photo or a post that presented a false narrative something that you could never really meet, something that's got a bunch of filters on it to make it look pretty. And for the cause of building relationships, gaining a boyfriend, getting married, visiting uh, the dream location, a healthy person is a person who can manage their expectations from a given scenario or a set of circumstances. In generations past, we've had those who aspired great dreams, and had huge expectations from the world, but the world's gotten a little bit smaller. And the world is not willing to yield the fruit of your expectation. A lot of people have fallen into grief and depression and sorrow because the world around them simply has nothing to offer them. And the reality of planet Earth sometimes doesn't manage our imagination 
this might be part of the reason why people are looking for escapism, the metaverse, and looking for alternatives. Might be why drug abuse is at an all-time high, because this world is just not captivating enough for them. And that'd be partially true. We have a generation that have no expectation from the world. One person told me, why would I dream when there's no new frontiers to conquer, no future to dream of? Man, that sounds hopeless. Those without dreams, those who have achieved their dreams, those who are in the middle of dreaming, they all share one thing in common. Without the ability to manage expectations, you're going to be at risk of losing it all. Without managing expectations, you'll miss the point that perhaps the greatest days are not down the road. Perhaps now is the greatest day. I think God wants us to have a sober sense of reality and then look to him with great hope. Do, do you live your life with unmet expectations? Do you find that you're often more unhappy than happy? Would you say that you're filled with joy? Are you fighting a silent battle of uncertainty and depression? Do you wear makeup to hide scars of sadness? Has life failed to deliver what you thought it would give you? I want to ask you a very simple question. What did you expect? Where, where did you get your expectation from? TV? Music? Movies? Marvel? <laughs> Maybe it was the perception of someone else living life. So what do you want? What do you actually want? And I will tell you that what you want and what you actually get are going to be a little bit different. Paul is speaking of sin in this passage like a lot of verses do. He's cornering the sin of deceitfulness or sin's deceitfulness. He says, do not be mistaken. Don't, don't be deceived. Sin is exactly why Jesus came. Because of its deceitfulness. It lays a trap. Sin presents a false narrative and forces you on the hamster wheel of life to pursue that dream and passion that you'll never fully grasp. Life, sin, this world will always promise you everything, but in the end will take everything. Your own desires and ambitions apart from God will give you the appearance of pleasure and satisfaction. But once you arrive... Once you get the girl, once you get the job, get the money, get the boy, get whatever it is you're going after, you'll find that you're standing in front of a black hole. And it's just going to demand more from you, more from you, more, more, one more relationship, one more hit, one more puff, one more drink, one more like, one more click on that image, one more follower. What do you think it's going to take to satisfy you? One more? The goal of sin is to not satisfy you. It's to drain you. It's to take from you and take and take and take. God calls you into the river of his life. Listen to this. It's the complete opposite of what sin in the world does. God so loved the world that he gave, gave, gave. God is a giving God. I want to ask you, are you satisfied with your life? Do you have a picture in your mind of how you thought it could be and should be, but your reality doesn't seem to match? I want to tell you that Jesus wants to satisfy you. If you'd open up your heart to God's plan, God's reality, God's intention for you, you can experience abundant life. Let's look at this passage and how we can deal with managing expectations. A wicked heart is an unbelieving heart. Verse 12, see to it, brothers, that none of you has a wicked heart, a wicked heart of unbelief, 
An unbelieving heart will turn you away from God. Walking in continual unbelief is a path that will lead you to turn away from the living God. Have you evaluated yourself? Have you presented your heart before the Lord? I want to be transparent. I've come before God on many occasions and I've said, God, my heart is desperately wicked. It shouldn't be this way because you promised me a new heart. So why is there still a wicked heart beating in my chest? You, you need to understand that God wants to remove that stony heart, that wicked heart, that rebellious heart. If you can be honest enough to diagnose yourself, you can then present the problem to God. Don't be like the guy with the car that has the problems and you don't know what the problem is and then you take it everywhere hoping somebody can answer you and they start fixing all sorts of things. I think we treat our lives that way. God wants us to know ourselves enough so that way when he does a work in us, we have a testimony. We have a testimony. God doesn't want us to be passive in the work. A wicked heart is an unbelieving heart. Here's another thought. Community will keep you tender and soft. Verse 3, but exhort one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. What is this saying? You need church. You need friends. You need people. You need to call people. You need to hang out with people. If you don't have community, if that's your complaint, go build community. Go make community. Sin functions to harden you and alienate you from community. Some of you think you're protecting yourselves, but what you're doing is you're falling into sin's snare. Some of you don't want community. You feel disappointed by the past, and you find that uh, you often feel isolated. You'll only associate with those around you who affirm your wrong thinking, your wrongdoing, your lust, your sin. Be honest. Be aware of it. Be, be honest with God. Say, God, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm persisting in this. Here's what the poet Langston Hughes wrote. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it drop like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it's just like a heavy load or does it explode? And this is the method of sin, to harden you through isolation, but it totes the sweetness uh, that it's going to be sweet, but once you taste it, it's bitter. It tastes, it sucks the sweetness out of life. It sucks the passion out of your day-to-day. And some of you have a hard time figuring out why you can't move forward or break out of the cycle, but the Holy Spirit can move and he's leading you to start praising your heavenly father in the midst of disappointment and sorrow and anxiety if you'd begin to praise god you would begin to experience breakthrough sin wants you broken he wants you broken out of community it wants you broken in isolation and jesus comes to offer you community and a family that will last a life a hope would you open your heart to that verse 14 is talking about the perseverance of the saints It says, we've come to share in Christ if we firmly hold to the end the assurance we had at first. The evidence that you belong to Christ and the evidence that Christ is in you is that you are persevering. Are you persevering? Persevering in what? Because it's a fight. And a fight is the evidence that you're in Christ sometimes. Sometimes the fact that you are fighting is evidence that you are in Christ. The evidence that a soldier is in the military is the process, the pain, the steps that he has endured. There's a lot it takes to be a part of the United States military. I submit to you that when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you enrolled in the army of the Lord of angelic hosts. 
The battle you face today is only evidence that you're on the winning side. God calls us to manage expectations. Let's, let's have realistic expectations of what the kingdom of God has to offer, of what the kingdom of God is calling me into. Remove the doubt and only, here we go, manage expectations. You better manage victory. You better be part of the formula. God coming through powerfully, loud, boldly, and at the end, bowing before him and say, look what God has done. How are you managing expectations? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God would enter in to all of those areas where you thought this was going to happen, that was going to happen. And when it hasn't, it's created bitterness and it's created sadness. It's created a little sorrow. It's created a little heaviness in some people's lives. I'm going to pray. Would you be in agreement with me? God, I need you to take over managing my expectations. I need a shift. I need a different scale. I need to be believing for something else, something other, because I can't even dream for myself. I pray God's dreams will enter in. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come before you. God, my prayer is for everyone who's listening right now, that they've lived their life with a certain expectation. Lord God, there's been an expectation of what friendships would look like. Lord, and the expectations that we have for life, they've been painted on our hearts and minds. The canvas of our hearts and minds have been painted on by everything around us from TV, uh, media, uh, social media, Netflix, Hulu, YouTube. Everywhere we go, there's a false narrative and a false reality that has inspired this expectation. But this world cannot satisfy the hunger and the expectations of our heart. Only you can. That's a big prayer. Jesus, only you can satisfy. Only you can satisfy. So God, I pray you help me to invite you in. And Jesus, step in. Come in and satisfy me and give me the dreams and the hopes and the expectations that you have for me. I yield myself to you. And I ask this in Christ's mighty name. Amen. This is something you want to keep scratching at. You want to keep yielding your expectations before the Lord. Keep giving it over. Keep inviting him in. And what you're going to find is that your heart's going to begin to change. And you're going to realize this world can't satisfy me, but Jesus can and he's going to use me to see others in this world satisfied by him and him alone. This is Aaron. I want to thank you for being with me. I'll catch you next time. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. If today's message encouraged you to continue running the race, we invite you to share this message with others. Until next time, keep pressing on.